Trevor, how are you? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm a little uh, envious with that backdrop of Hawaii on your uh, video stream. I, I know, this is literally my backyard, so it's, it's, this is, <laughs> I've worked really hard for this life, let's just put it that way, and uh, this is my office, it's where I get to hang out, so I always have to tell people, I'm like, this is not a virtual background, I like, it's not a green screen, like, that's, yeah. that's, those are real trees. <laughs> yeah, wow, so the weather is, like, perfect in Hawaii right now, like, it just looks like paradise. Yeah, right now is actually, uh, I live on the island of Kauai, and Kauai is right now, September is the hottest month because the trade winds stop a little bit and it's the driest month. So, yeah, so there's not, there's not rain, not a whole ton of rain. There, it's just beautiful. I mean, it's just, and what's weird about Hawaii until I moved here, I didn't know, like you have literally no rain. It's beautiful. And then all of a sudden it will just like torrential downpour for like 10 minutes and then it goes away again and it's blue skies and it's sunny. It's the weirdest. It's so different than anything I was ever uh, I was ever used to before, but yeah, it's wow. amazing, man. And the fires were that was that near you, where you are? The fires that happened recently? That no, I was on a, I was on a different island. So yeah, we, we there's been a lot of response on Kauai to help and support, and people going back and forth to help and, and donating all of that, and, and you know, donating their time and, and efforts. But no, that was a we were a part of that same storm because it was the 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 winds were just tremendous here. And that's, that's what caused the problem in, in Maui, right? When the fires went off, the winds were so intense because it, you know, busted that transformer and then started those fires. But no, it's, it's been, it's been tough for a lot of people here in Kauai though, because they have family, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of natives who've lived here. I, I've only lived here for a few months, but a lot of people who live there their whole lives, they've got family on a lot of different islands, right? Mm -hmm. So they're, they're, so there's a lot of people that live in Kauai that have family members that are being affected by what's wow. happening. Uh, in in Maui, so yeah, it's a pretty tragic situation, really. I mean, just yeah, very very extremely extremely uh, horrible. Um, so I'm going to start by reading your your bio. Uh, you have a very interesting story and very uh, inspiring story. So I'm just going to read it quickly so people can have a kind of a quick idea. Um, so uh, one second here. So Trevor J. White, a seasoned entrepreneur, has navigated various business landscapes over a decade, amassing and losing millions. He's owned a mortgage brokerage, a bakery, a recording studio, a concert production company. His journey has seen both triumph and adver adversity, including a divorce and the heartbreaking loss of his son. However, his transformational journey began eight years ago when he delved into personal development. As the lead trainer at Wake Up Warrior, he hones skills in mental resilience, accountability, now forging his brand, Trevor draws on personal experience to guide men to have it all. Channeling his strength from overcoming life challenges, his focus on mental toughness, accountability, and discipline empowers listeners to conquer hurdles and seize life's opportunities. For those seeking growth and transformation, Trevor J. White stands as a beacon of inspiration, showcasing the power of resilience uh, and the human spirit. So, I mean, that's a lot, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just start. Uh, I'm curious to, to hear a little bit more, you know, about this, uh, how you, you made all this money. And then uh, I don't know what happened. Like, uh, can you tell us like, uh, I don't know, a little bit about yeah. that story? Yeah, yeah. It's so like, let me give you a little like pre pre story to it. So it makes mm -hmm. sense. Like I, I grew up very, very poor. We didn't have a, we didn't have a lot of money. And my parents were always able to serve, to provide, but there was never anything 
left, right? We at the end of the month we always ate uh, what was called we called it goulash. Uh, we didn't know we liked it. We thought as kids we thought it was great, but what it was was my mom was my my dad hadn't made enough money that month, and so we were basically out of food, and so she would just go through the cupboards and take anything she could think of and put into a casserole, right? So she we, we called it goulash, and it was good. She always she always had ability to make it good, but. So that was the level. We always ate like I what we had. We always had a place to stay. Sometimes it was trailer parks. Sometimes you know. Sometimes it was homes. Like there were times when we had a little bit more. But I never had. There was never anything extra. So there was something that was instilled in me from when I was really young, which was if you want it, you got to work for it, right? Nothing is gonna in this life will ever be given to you. Because I, I we had friends that you know I had friends that were like uh, one of my friends. His name was Dylan. I still remember him. He, his dad was a doctor. And he was like the richest person I ever could imagine, right? I mean, he just, I remember him having this big old house and we would go over to his house and there's always these snacks and you could get cookies and crackers and all. I mean, you open the, for a kid, right? This was like the yeah. greatest. Yeah. And I'm Charlie, like, so the chocolate jealous. factory was like going to the Wonka factory. Oh, totally was. 100%. Yeah, he might, I might as well call him Willy Wonka for sure, right? <laughs> and so I wanted those things. Like I saw that and I wanted that, but I, you know, my mom could, and my dad, they could never provide it. And so it was like, if you want to go work for it. And so at 10 years old, I really started this journey of entrepreneurship, not knowing that's really what I was doing. But I went out and which is crazy because as an adult, one, I, do, I went at 10 years old, I did one of the hardest things people ever do in sales, which is knocking doors, right? And I went and did that at 10 years old to get lawn mowing jobs, right? And I would go around my neighborhood at first and I would just knock on doors and I'd charge them five bucks to to mow their lawn and I ended up getting enough clients in the neighborhood that I was too, I was too busy to do all of them. Like I didn't have enough hours in the day. I mean, I, I ended up mowing lawns right when I get home from school every single day, Monday through Friday. And then I was mowing all day Saturday and then Sunday was like my only day off. And I ended up hiring my friends to mow these lawns and I would pay them $4 to mow the lawn and I would keep one. So at a young age, I mean, it's crazy. I just thought it was like, well, this will work. I didn't think it was actually that cool. Right. I just was like, this is awesome because I'm making money. And I remember having I was I was pulling in about this is mind you, this is ten years old. I'm I'm making about two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars a month on average at, at ten. Right. And this is so I, I could buy whatever I wanted, man. It became dude, I was at the card store as well. So I learned really quick that if I want it, I gotta go after it and no one is gonna give it to me. And if I want those finer things in life, I'm the one responsible for it. So that lesson at a very young age just drove me uh, and it just drove me to succeed. Like it just, I was like, I'm not going to, I, I won't settle because I know I can do it, right? And, and all my friends would be around and they were waiting for me to give them a job. Like it was just, it became this crazy thing as a young kid. So you basically, up, it's like this, it's very, it was a very empowering discovery that, you know, everything that you wanted was in your hands and you mm -hmm. were kind of like, young and full of energy and full of like zest and wanted to like you saw you you had that so clear in your mind right because that yeah. is something that even myself was a realization that i have because i had a business and I, my business partner lost uh, stole everything from me and it's like there's we get stuck in the rut of thinking like somehow things are going to magically happen or something and no. it's like it's not like it's up to you so. no yeah, the, so, yeah, no one is coming to save you. And I think no. that's one I think that's a trap we all get stuck into. Two yeah. traps. That's one of them that we think someone's coming behind us to save us like and when we're the victim to it, like we don't take accountability for our role in it. Even like your situation, right? Your partner embezzles from you. That's a terrible situation, but at the end of the day, 
you have to then figure out, okay, how do I move forward from this? Like, what do I do to rebuild taking accountability for your part in it? Because that's where you actually become, right? So, so that's like, that's like the, the first side of it is, is that. And then the other side, once you've taken accountability and you realize you're the one in control and no one is actually coming to save you, is to also realize that it's not as hard as you think it is to get there. You just have to do the work. Like you just have to do it. I, I saw this meme uh, yes yesterday. It's day before. It was hilarious because it shows shows this picture and it, it, on the outside of the book it says how to become a millionaire. And, the other, and then he like and then another picture shows him opening the book and on the inside it says work. And then the third picture is the guy throwing the book down crying because <laughs> because he, he wanted it to be some simple like some simple fix or or something, but. Here's what here's where it went crazy for me though. Uh, mm-hmm. I, so I started in my early 20s. Uh, I started as a mortgage broker, just working for somebody. And I, I remember I remember the ceilings. I remember the first time I made ten thousand uh, dollars. And it took me a while. It took me like six months. Uh, there was about three or four months of me totally broke. I was on I was on state assistance. Like I was I was on welfare to pay for groceries. Uh, I had I had one son. I was married, and I had I'd left a job that I had. Uh, and, and I was just, it was like, I was all in to figure this out. And I finally did. I got my first check. And, and then I remember about six months in, I made $10,000. And that was like the craziest moment. I, Cause I, I thought that was impossible. I really did at that time. And I knew people could do it. But for me, it was like, I didn't really believe I could do it. Like yeah. I knew there were millionaires and knew people were doing this, but like me, 10,000 a month, That's... that is ridiculous. And this wow. is back when I was in my early twenties, I was like 21, 20, I might've been 20 when this was all going down. So, you know, and I'm 40, 43, almost 44. And so, you know, that's 20, that's 24 years ago, basically. So money went a whole lot further. Let's just put it that way. Right. So 10,000 yeah. a month back then is probably more equivalent to about 20 or 25,000 a month now. Yeah. And so it was, it was a lot of money. I mean, I was paying for it. I mean, I just, and, and it just grew from there. And it just, the, the I almost got like this problem as I got like addicted to it. I got addicted to the money. And to making the money or to yeah. the yeah. And so it was, it started to define who I was and it started to become the only pursuit. Right. And I was married. I had, I had, a, I had a son, um, you know, and I, I called myself a man of God and there was all these things about me, but the money became the only thing I cared about. And in early twenties, man, it was like winning the lottery. And so I just kept making moves and then we ended up starting our own brokerage shop. And then we ended up starting our own bank. Uh, it, was, it was called Meridius Capital. And my brother and I actually partnered with it, and we we were literally wholesaling loans, right? So we would sell mortgages, and we would wholesale them and sell them to Wall Street, uh, and that's where the real money came. We had sales floors, of tons of sales agents, and we had—I mean, I was spending—we were spending six figures a month in advertising to pull money in to then sell that sell what we're doing. I mean, it, it was a big operation. Uh, we were in Las Vegas, Nevada at the time, and I remember a very distinct moment where uh, I'm sitting. It was probably 10 p.m. And I had arrived. I mean, I just, I pulled up my Wells Fargo app. No, not, we didn't have apps back then. Shit, we were barely, I don't even had a smartphone. But my Wells Fargo laptop, my, you know, on the computer, the website, and, and I was a millionaire. And I'm sitting there, and I'm in my early 20s, and I'm just like, holy crap. And I just, like, wanted to celebrate. I didn't know what to do. It was, like, 10 o'clock at night. No one else was in the office. Everybody had gone home. I was always the first one in, last one to leave, always. And I just was like, well, I'm going to take a minute for myself. I went out and jumped on my brand-new car. I had a brand-new BMW. I drove it to this lookout spot that overlooks the Las Vegas Strip, and this iconic one that you would see in any picture. That's where they—it's where they take those photos from when you see the strip, and it's like all beautiful. And so I'm sitting there; it's, it's nighttime, right? So it's all lit up, looks amazing. 
and I'm, I'm proud of myself as I'm driving up there and I get up to this lookout point, sit there and I overlook the strip. And what happened was not what I expected. Um, I expected, I don't know if I, I don't know what I expected, honestly, but what happened was definitely not what I thought would happen. And I, I just had this feeling of dread, this feeling of, uh, like a letdown, like a huge letdown. Like, like if you were kids excited to go to Disneyland and you get to Disneyland and you realize Disneyland is like puppets and it's not real. That's what it felt like. It was like everything had been built to this moment. Cause all I had been doing is going after this. Right. And from the outside, looking at my life, you would have easily, anyone would have said, Oh man, he must be so happy. Everything must be going so well for him. He's got a, he's got a lot of money. He's got cars. He's got a home. He's got a wife. He's got a son. He's, you know, he's, he's dresses nice. He acts nice. And, you know, and, and on, and from the facade that I put onto the world, that's how it was. And in that moment, it was kind of the first moment of like clarity where I realized I'm not actually happy. Like I didn't actually want it. I didn't actually like it. So that was really the first rise uh, of my empire. Uh, and I lost it all within the next two years, everything. Like, and, like uh, but you lost it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how, how that happened or? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, uh, I, I, uh, from that moment that night, uh, I, la I left, went back home and I didn't know what else to do. So I just kept doing what I'd been doing. Right. And uh, I received a phone call about two months later from my wife. I was out of town on a business trip. And uh, she just calls and says, something's wrong with Micah. Uh, so in, in that time, we'd had another son. He was a little baby. Uh, and he was fine. And then she just said something was wrong. And so I rushed back from the, from the, 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 the conference that I was at down in Phoenix, came back, came back. Um, they, were in, they had actually already admitted him in a hospital because they'd gone in. They thought he had RSV, which is a respiratory disease. Like, but they can fix it. You know, it's not a problem. They, you just give antibiotics or whatever. It's kind of an infection. And uh, they started running blood work tests, things like they do inside of any, any you know, standard thing that doctors do. But all his blood works keep coming back really weird. Platelet counts are way off. His blood counts are way off. His white cells, red cells. And, and uh, so they're running these tests, but it's not coming up cancer. It's not, they, they can't figure out what it is. Uh, he was in seven different hospitals in Las Vegas because they kept transferring him to different hospitals because the hospitals literally couldn't figure it out. And finally, uh, finally, I... We, we got transferred to primary children's in Utah because it's it's one of the on the on the West Coast it's the premier number one pediatric hospital in the country. There's one on the West Coast. There's another one on the East Coast. But so so we went to we went there. We stayed in the Ronald McDonald House. He was there for about two months. Before, well, he's there for about a month, and then they finally diagnosed him. So this old ordeal was about three months. Uh, so he's about nine months old at the time, and they finally diagnosed him with his disorder, which was called Goucher Type Two. And the most, the, the most horrific part of it is his, his life expectancy was two years. Right? That, was, that was the longest he was ever going to live with the, the disease that he had. Uh, it was literally the odds of him having like one in a million. So when he got sick, I, I started to shut down. And then when he got diagnosed to be terminal, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, he became my whole world, right? I spent every single moment with my son because I... The, I, I just never knew. I mean, it was the hardest moments to be in when you know tomorrow he may not be here. You know, like today is all this. It, it puts you in this place of presence. And I saw so intensely that everything I had been doing to go after money was such a waste. Like, it, and it's not that money was a waste. And I've learned that now. But at the time, that because that was my only focus, I didn't even, 
I didn't have a relationship with my older son. My wife and I's relationship was on the fritz. Uh, and then uh, it just, and then my son's sick. And then he, uh, he passed away two months after he was diagnosed. So Jeez. the whole ordeal to diagnose him was about five months. And then we, once we actually knew he was terminal, he, he, he only made it. So he was 11 months old, almost. It was actually a week before his first birthday, uh, which is, which was tough, man. We, we already had, uh, we already had invitations sent out for his birthday. We had like, I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. And I just dove off the deep end, man. I, we had a lot of money still and I just spent money. Like, like I had millions coming in. I spent it like it was coming in, but nothing was coming in because I wasn't working. My office completely shut down. Um, I quit paying employees because I just, we just shut everything down. You know, so everybody had to go find a new job and I had no business, but I just, I didn't know what else to do. So I just spent everything, right? I didn't, my lifestyle didn't change until I could, it, it, I had to change. Uh, my wife at the time, she, she couldn't deal with the death, um, no, no better than I could. And she dove off the deep end. We ended up just, almost amicably being like we're done like i don't want to be married to you she's like i don't want to be married to you either like cool let's just let's just call it out like no lawyers got involved anything we just separated and i said i'll take all the debt you just go and so she left she actually moved all the way to florida far away she could get from any of the what happened and dude i just found myself in the bottom of a a rum bottle for a long time a long time It, 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 it hit the pit when I was living, I ended up in my parents' basement, uh, and I had nothing. I'd lost everything. I'd lost my, I'd lost my job. I learned my career, my company was gone. I had no money. I'd literally nothing. Um, I was working at the Walmart distribution center to try to make ends meet. Right. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just. That's, that's, that was like my job. I was working on weekends, and I would, I would go into the freezer and pick orders. And uh, I had nothing. My wife was gone. She was gone. I had nothing. My son was dead. Like I just had nothing and I couldn't, I didn't know how to function. And so I, I just to try to get relief, I didn't know where to find it. And I thought I would find it in alcohol. Like, and I did, cause it would give me temporary relief. Yeah. And I, I, that went on for, for years, uh, years. And I, I would, I jumped from job to job, to job, job, to job, to job. But then there came this one moment, kind of another clarity moment. Like I had when I had arrived as this millionaire, I had this moment where obviously I was drunk because I was drunk all the time. Uh, But it was like God came in and showed me what my life was actually like. So he like showed it to me. And I saw it. I saw where I was at. I saw how terrible it was. I I saw where I was going. I saw that I would be dead. And at this point, I'm about 30 years old. I would be dead within a few years. And I knew there was like, so when he showed me that, I saw it so clear. It was the weirdest thing. It was the weirdest moment. It was like a vision. It was like a, what was it? Or a- yeah, it was, but I didn't see it, but I just it was like, I had a knowing. Mm-hmm. I just sat there and it was like, I could see my life right now. Like for what it was. Yeah, it had like a download. Like I just had all that kind of yeah. knowledge. Just boom. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I it hit me. Like, and I think that's what happened because I was in the pit and I was at the bottom. When, when people talk about rock bottom. What is that? How far do you have to go? And people were always trying to help me and all this. And I was like, I don't need help. I'm good. Right. I'm still trying to put on a front, but I'd hit rock bottom. I'd hit the place of there was no little deeper for me to go. And I, you know, when it was, it was so tough because I remember having the fancy cars and the nice house. And I, I remember that life. And I remember what it felt like to have that life. And now I couldn't even afford my own apartment. I, I, I couldn't afford anything. 
I didn't even have a vehicle, for heaven's sakes. I borrowed my parents. They had an old, old Dodge, this green Dodge truck. That was all I drove. And going from that to having brand new, high-performance Mercedes, BMW, like, it was just this, yeah, it was crazy. And But when that clarity came, I knew I couldn't stay there. Like, that was, like, for me, I was like, I can't keep doing this. There, There is more for me. And there, so at the same time receiving the clarity, I also had, like, this impression put on me another kind of download where it was like you're meant for greatness now go wow and it, it just like i get emotional even talking to people about it because of what it was in that moment for me and everything shifted it just shifted for me and i, and I just i went to war it's the only way i can describe it i've had several moments in my life that i've declared war and it's not war on the world it's not war on somebody else it's not war on people it was war on me Right? It was war right here, knowing that, okay, there's a way to live this life to truly have it all. Not just have money, but to have money, have a marriage, have connection to family, have a connection to God, and to truly feel like I walk and talk with Him, and to have a body that I take care of that feels like weaponized, that, that I'm powerful and I'm strong and I feel good and I look good and I'm, I'm healthy. And like all of these things I knew there had to be. Because I'd met a lot of people that in, when I was rising up financially who, who, yeah, they made money, they cheated on their wife multiple times, they, they had no relationship with their children, just like me, right? They're, they don't even know the word God, they're like, yeah, there's no God, it's just me. Like, and I also met other people who didn't, couldn't make money to save their life, but they had really great relationships, but they're always struggling financially. And I was just like, there has to be a way to blend the two. Like, there, there has to be, there just has to be, and that's, that's the war I declared. So it sounds kind of arrogant in some ways to say, you know, the, the goal is to have it all. Because in one respect, that, like, what? you don't need it all. But when I when I say that, the way I frame it is, it's to have it all in all of your life. Like to literally just be like fulfilled and happy and content and, and grow and expand in all areas. Not just one. Like don't be the gym rat guy who just goes and gets shredded but has no money and no relationship. And don't be the guy that makes money and is, you know, 50 pounds overweight. Like, cause all of those just show a level of self-discipline and self-mastery that doesn't exist, right? It's like you, you, you do, you're letting yourself off the hook over here so that you can feel better about yourself there. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy little circle. It's a crazy circle to go there. Yeah, I'm definitely on the latter side where I was focused too much on money and completely like disregarded my whole life because I was like watching all these videos and, you know, like uh, you gotta work this. Like, there's a lot of bad information from YouTube where it's like. No balance, this and that. Because I also thought that the idea of balance, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I have thoughts about if, if how it can be interpreted in the wrong way. But, but uh, what you're saying is really like how to have it all. You mean how to have a complete, um, fulfilled, not, that's not, your life is not lacking in any area. That's no. what, you, what you mean. There's no lack. No. It's not no. that you're like the billionaire. Yeah. It's like you, there's no lack in any area that's important to you. To and if there is a lack in that area, you have a way to focus on that area to rise it up. Because you're not going to equally rise, right? You, you build yourself just like you build anything. Like even if you're building a house, you can't build it all at the exact same time, right? You build it in steps and modules, but you build it all up as a unit when, and you just work on the thing that needs the most work inside. And that's, that's what I learned. And that's, and it was, it took me years years uh and when i started back in as an entrepreneur like i knew i was going to hunt that down 
And the most wild thing, and this is really what I train uh, entrepreneurs with right now, is to make more money, you got to stop focusing on making more money. Like, if all I do is focus on making more money, I'm a used car salesman. I, will, I, don't, I don't actually care about creating value for you. I don't actually care about finding fulfillment in my purpose. What I care about is just seeing if I can get money from you. Mm -hmm. Right, and in that space, that frame, man, you're a used car salesman. You use manipulation, you use force. Can it work? That's the problem, bro. All those YouTube videos you saw, they, they work. But you lose everything else. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many of my clients come to me and they're on their third marriage and they're they're multimillionaires and they're on their third marriage, fourth marriage, and they are just a wreck. They hate their life, they're unfulfilled, they have Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and $20 million homes, and they hate everything about their life. They would trade all of it. They would throw it into the dumpster if they could figure out how on earth can they just connect with a woman. Mm-hmm. Or how, how do they build rebuild the relationship with their 25-year-old adult son or daughter who hates them, who throws the middle finger in the air. Yeah. Right? It's, it's rough. And... uh. I want to get into the practical side so we so the listeners can get like a few actionable things because yeah. it's one of those things that are, uh, I want, what are the steps? Um, you've had like, you know, so many clients. What are like the, maybe the things that you see that everybody or a lot of people have that are like little things that you have been able to give them or, you know, tips that have you seen the most change or have helped them the most yeah yeah you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do something odd so hopefully you're all right with this yeah it did start raining just now so i don't know if you can hear it yeah it's probably a little loud and oh and i just unplugged my light hold on hold on no worries no worries don't worry we're we're gonna get this handled i promise <laughs> it's okay so, this, yeah this is this is this is how you know it's real raw and authentic right <laughs> yeah no worries We'll do, we'll do it this style. So I just knew it was, I've got the roof on my lanai is made of a, like a hard plastic. So the sun gets through, which is yeah. super cool. Love it. But it also is loud if it starts raining. So it's a nice house. Stop. You got a piano, you got a chest. Yeah, there's, there's Jesus a grand God, over man. there. Yeah. You know, what's crazy about living in Hawaii. It's real hard to keep things nice because it's so humid. Mm-hmm. So everything gets humid and gets ruined, especially electronic stuff. The piano, yeah, right now the piano has two dead keys because it literally just, the humidity just ruins things. It's, it's wow. Yeah. I didn't wow. expect that until we got here. And I'm like, ah, okay. Turns out that's, turns out, turns out that's a, little, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. yeah. So to the tactics, man, the, the practical application. And this is, this is what I built, man. This is what I tried to figure out. And it wasn't, I wasn't building this to try to, to help anyone. I was literally just trying to figure out how do I make my life work? Like I'm, it has to work. It just, I refuse. I'm not, and I remember I wasn't going to get married again because I was like, I don't know how to make a marriage work. So I'm not going to get married because then why, why would I do it? I'm not going to put myself in that place. Like I started labeling myself like the eternal bachelor, right? I was literally, and I would meet women and I would tell them like, just so you know, this relationship will never go anywhere ever. And a lot of women were okay with it. They're like, Oh, that's great. Right. I, I, I had a lot of my friends coined me the, the, the first date king. Right, because I would never take women on a second date because I knew in a first date there's no way we could really connect. Right, there's no, emotionally, energetically, you know, it's not going to happen. Right, so I would never. But second date, once you know, and I mean third date, oh, good night. Right, so I would never. I just so there's a lot of my life that I was like, if I can't figure it out, then I'm not going to do it. Like I'm not going to. I'm not put myself in that, in that space. So I just started slowly 
uh, building a process, and it's what I call the core four, right? We are, as human beings, we're made up of four domains of our life, right? It's body, being, which is relationship, purpose, fulfillment, God, uh, balance, which when I say balance, I refer, that's referring to like relationships, right? With your wife, your kids, your parents, whatever that is, and then business, right? And notice money is only 25% of the whole equation, right? And it is, what's crazy is there's a, there's a process and a framework that I teach inside of Pivot that is how do you, how do you invest in all four of those areas every single day, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's what became the key because I realized, okay, I can't just focus on money. I can't just focus on sending my wife flowers and taking her on dates every single night. And like, I can't just focus on that because then I lose the money. And that will shoot, I can't do it. And then if, but then I have to focus on my body. And it becomes very chaotic, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like driving down the road without a map and trying to get somewhere. Like if you, you're just taking random roads and you're like, well, shoot, that didn't get me where I wanted to go. That's, uh, let's, let's go back. And so this is really what it was. It just became a very simple, like this is what's crazy. I think most people, they think success is complicated, which is why they won't go after it. It's actually not complicated at all. What happens though is when you don't see results quick enough, i.e., you're like, don't see him in two weeks. You're like, well, I'm not going to do it, right? Or you're white knuckling your way through it, and you haven't tried to work on your mind the way your mind works. Mm-hmm. And and it, because you don't work on the way your mind works, then the the application never it never sticks, right? It's it's like the, the best example I found in this. This is why inside of inside of pivot, I focus heavily on fitness. Like it's a non-negotiable. Like you're going to become fit. My clients become shredded. They just do, not because I need them to be a fitness model, but because if you can exercise the discipline of daily action coupled up with consistency over time, you'll win. You'll win at anything. And right? that's the, that's the uh, basic formula for any achievement, anything in life is consistency and uh, of, a, of a right action, yep. right? That's basically even, those two even though sometimes bro, even if it's the wrong action, if you consistently take it, you'll see that it's the wrong action, and then you just pivot to a different direction. It doesn't mean you stop, right? God can't lead you if you're sitting on a couch watching Netflix and drinking beer. Yeah, right. You you can't. You're not moving if you're not moving. And this is what's crazy. And a lot of us we get so wrapped up in this perfection game of well, it's not perfect, so mm-hmm. I can't do it. Right, it's, it's, I'm not. I, have, I don't. I don't know exactly what to do, so I'm just not going to do anything until I have it right or have it perfect. Or overwhelmed. The time, there's so much things to do. Like there's many, but it's like one thing at a time, daily with the consistency is the key to the the body you want, the relationship. Like everything has that same formula, right? Yep, everything does. Everything. It's not. That's why I say it is not complicated. So many people are looking for like the the magic button. Right. They're like, what's the secret? What's the gold nugget? Right. Ask any any millionaire, anyone who has created any real true wealth or any true uh, relate. If their relationships on fire, any of that, they're not going to tell you there is. They're going to say the same thing. They'll say there is no there is no gold nugget. There is no hack. There is no easy button. There is there is consistent work every day and you just never quit for years. Right. Yeah. Yep. For years and years. And that's how you get there. And, and I think we're, we have a society right now, bro, that everybody is so immediate gratification. They want results now. And I've got a 20 year old son and that's how he is. He wants results now. He thinks at 20 years old, he should have what I have. Cause on TikTok, all... they tell them get rich with this thing. And also yep. I want to hear your thoughts about the law of attraction. 
Because I think yeah. that is a, I believe in the law of attraction, but I think that in a way it's also uh, making it, it's making uh, people think that it, like it, it's all, they take, it's, it's all about the mind and they don't talk about the action. And it's like, yeah. what do you think about the law of attraction in general? Did you ever, did you ever see the movie, The Secret? Yeah, I've seen it tons of times. Okay. Yeah. When that came out, I loved it, man. That was like the greatest. Yeah. One of the examples in that, I was like, kind of didn't sit well with me because in the movie, if you remember, the kid was like, wishes for a bike. Mm -hmm. You remember that? He's like, oh, I want a bike. I'm putting it in the universe, so, yeah. whatever. And then all of a sudden, grandma and grandpa show up the next day with the same bike. Right? And it gave this false illusion that all I have to do is create a vision board and that all I have to do is tell the universe what I want. And then I can still sit on the couch doing nothing and it's somehow going to give it to me. Right. And that was the disconnection in that. So I think I believe the law of attraction is 100 percent. I manifest my life, everything I visualize all the time. There's a home that I want here in Kauai. Uh, it's not home. I'm in. It's a beautiful home. But this is this is like a, this is a resting spot. This is not my final destination by any stretch because uh, I'm still breathing. As long as I'm still breathing, I'm still growing. But there's a home that I want here. Uh, it's very expensive. Uh, I go to it about once a week. So I'll get in my car, I'll drive to the home on all these kind of, I use it my own little meditation. I will go sit and park in front of this home and I will look at the home and it's going to be my home. Now, whether you believe that I'm going to live in that home or I don't care who it is. I, like, I don't care what your opinion is because like your opinion is your opinion. It's not even any of my business. I'm going to own that home. It's not for sale. I'm sure the people don't want to sell it, but I'm going to buy like, so this is my version. This is how I utilize it. Like I don't have vision boards in my house and I don't do things like that. But I manifest through what I will see in my mind and go after the things that I want, right? One of my, one of my, yeah. Sorry, coupled with all the work to make it actually a reality. Yep. That's what I want That's to ask. That's a reminder, right? The reminder is the vision board. The reminder is the thing. That's the reminder. And then when I leave there, it's, it's back to the grind. It's like, that's right, right? In order for me to pull that off, because the mortgage on the house that I want is going to be over $100,000 a month. Wow. That's the mortgage. That's the payment. That's not the price of the home. That's the payment, right? So then I have to say, okay, who? This is a question that's really applicable. This would be very valuable for all your listeners, man. Who would I have to become? Is the question I started asking myself all the time. So when I would see things that I wanted, whether they were like you know things like of, of money or the relationships or a body, right? I look at a picture of a bodybuilder and I'm like, man, right? Vision board, love. I want that. Who do I have to become? to be the guy that would work hard enough to have that body. Mm -hmm. This would spend an hour and a half in the gym every day, would eat properly, would, would stop drinking alcohol. Who would I have to become? And that question has driven me past the law of attraction, right? Past the, let me sit back and just wish these things into existence yeah. and let me get forward and, okay, that's what I want. Here's my targets. Now let's go. Like, I let's call go. It I call it the law of action, right? So yeah. I want to ask you, what do you, what because I also believe in the law of attraction, but I, in my personal opinion, it's maybe 5% of the formula. And then the other 95 would be the doing the right actions, the consistency, the intelligence. Mm -hmm. That's my belief. What, how, what percentage do you think is, in, you know, what do you say the law of attraction uh, in the formula success uh, I mean, just law of attraction by itself i think you're probably right on i don't think it's off um but it depends what you would consider what i'm going to tell you if you consider that part of the law of attraction then i would say i think the numbers are more but i think visions of what you want the law of attraction attracting talking into the universe right it's a small portion but the other part of that which is action but it doesn't seem like action is the planning portion 
right? It's creating radical targets. It's creating what's my year in target for 2023 and then breaking that down to quarters, breaking it down to months and then breaking it down to weeks, yeah. right? I have a process that I run all of my clients through my entrepreneurs is called the door. I call it the door because every week they're, they're, going, they're trying to knock down a door. But that door, meaning the actions they take for the week are lined up to the door they're trying to not like open, we'll call it, right? Yeah. They're trying to open up that door each week. But all of those doors every week for 52 weeks, they lead towards the target that they set for the end of the year. Yeah. So this is where when you're talking about like correct action, because without the map, it is really hard to know what are you doing on what is day Thursday. It's really hard to know what I'm doing Thursday. How is that getting me closer to the big vision board, the law, the thing I'm putting out in the universe? How is that getting me closer to that? And that's where I think we there's an, that's another place where a lot of people screw it up because you can be busy and not get anything done, right? Mm -hmm. And be doing all the wrong things. So action for action's sake is stupid. Right? So that's why you can take the law. So that's why I say I, I think your percentages are right on just the, the straight up vision board law of attraction side of it. But before you can start taking the actual action that's going to drive it, you got to know what action is the right action. And that's yeah. that takes time. Like you have to invest in that. Like I, that's usually the entry point for most of my clients is they'll come to a two day virtual event with me and we literally create the vision for their life. 12 months out and then we break it all the way down to the micro level so that you know what you're doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and there's an accountability and you, 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 you make sure that what you do matters, yeah, right? Cause yeah. there's so many things you could do, right? But there, should you be doing them? Are they actually going to matter? Yeah. The way I see it is it's basically the law of cause and effect. It's like, if you want, like for you, for example, to be in this beautiful penthouse apartment where you have the piano and there was all this, causes that created that effect so yeah. it's like when you have a vision of, of what you want to be like there has to be the causes that lead up to it which is our all all our daily actions and that mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of like 95 percent of it because even yeah. if you do everything right and your mentality is wrong you're still gonna win because you did everything right and you pivoted yeah. and you were consistent so even if you have the worst law of attraction mindset but you do all the right things it's gonna get you further than if you don't do those 95% of the things, and then you're just sitting there, thinking that magically the cause and effect is just gonna, it's gonna, yeah. like that's a law of the universe that we have to respect, like the cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect, and that's the right cause to the right effect. So it's like the right action will create the right effect, right? Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy too is you might start with the wrong mindset, right? You might have to white knuckle your way through it, but when you, if you're doing what you're talking about, taking the right action consistently over time, it will change your mindset. You won't think the same way, right? You do what you, you go to the gym for 90 days straight every single morning and you do a 45 minute hit workout or whatever it is you do. And you, but you do that 90 days, who you, the way you think from day one compared to day 90, three months in, dude, you're a radically different human being, radically different. Like your thoughts are so, and this is what's, this is what's interesting with somebody's just starting out because it comes hard, right? Cause you, there's such a big gap. Like, let's say, like, you know, let's say somebody's just starting in their business and they, they want to be this, you know, they want to be a billionaire, right? That's what I'm going for, right? That's, that's my, I won't, that's my financial target, right? I don't know when it'll happen, but it's not going to happen probably this decade, uh, probably in my sixties. That's, that's when I'm anticipating that happening, but that's what I'm going for, right? I'm not a billionaire. Like, I don't even understand what a billion, how they think, right? I, a billionaire could buy my home and the home that I want to buy and everything else with cash. They could just walk into my business. Here we go. Right? So it's a different world. So same thing that when that big gap, 
What happens with a new entrepreneur, someone who's just starting out in personal development or trying to become better, is they, they get paralyzed because they can't see how on earth they're gonna pull it off. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't see step 10. I can't even, you know, I can, let alone me being a successful company or me being in an amazing relationship or me, you know, truly walking and talking with God, like all those things. And if you can't see it, what happens, it, it paralyzes people to not even take any action. Yes. Right. It's the craziest. And, and I, dude, I felt, I fell in that space where, when, for those five or so years when I was in the, the darkest place of my life, where it just, I could, I didn't see how I could get out of it. I mean, it was wild, man. I remember, I remember thinking, I don't know what it would be like to not be drunk. But I had spent 20 years not being drunk, right? But of my life, right? My whole life up to that point. But now, after so many years into it, I was like, I don't even know how. And when I quit drinking, and, and, and that was a struggle, obviously. It, was not an, it wasn't like I just made a decision once and I was like, hey, I'm done. Uh, but when it happened, I remember thinking that first weekend, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to function. Like, what do I do? How do I? Because everything, you know what I mean? And so it's just yeah. very hard. So it took a long time for me to get there and to take that action. But that's, yeah, dude, it's, it's, that, it's that paralyzation because you, you, you get too wrapped up in the vision. Yeah. And, and you don't see that, you know what, if I just do this little thing today, yeah. that's enough. That's good. Yeah. That like, I don't need to become a millionaire tomorrow. Like TikTok yeah. says people, I think uh, a lot of people don't even try or even believe it's not even, they don't even consider, you know, going for the dreams because they have zero. Um, they know that they don't have a way to get there or they don't have like, I, that's why I'm like obsessed with um, tracking things and having everything like systematized so that I know that like I can depend on a system to carry me through there because if it's like I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are missing so I wanted to ask you for the people listening like what how can they start you know think how can they um in I don't know write down in a notebook or something like what ways could they do practically to start moving in the right direction and have a belief in themselves that they can actually get there. Yeah, perfect. So through that, I was talking about the core four, uh, and yep. this is the process that I train. I train in depth on it, so I'll do, obviously I can't get into that here, but I'll give you kind of the framework and what they could literally take a book right now and, and start doing. But breaking up, if you got, if you're doing it on a notepad, write a big, write a big cross, and just write a cross, in, like section it off, so you have four different quadrants, and write body, being, balance, and business. Right. And I'll write those four inside of it and then choose an action that you can take every single day in each one of those areas. Uh, the most simple form of it inside a body, sweat, do something physical, like depends where your physical level is at. Right. It could be as, as simple as, hey, maybe you haven't worked out at all for a long time. You're overweight. You have all these, these struggles. So get up and walk to the mailbox and back. Anything that's going to get your heart rate up in a typically about 20 minutes, right? Most people, that's a great window for them to do that. So whatever the activity is, so you sweat every single day, every day, seven days a week. Because this is not about being fit. This is not about, you know, becoming a fit human. It's not about being shredded or beast or whatever, but it's it's about moving your body, right? So this, and this is a process uh, for the body. So then into being, right, connection to God. I, I, for years, didn't meditate. And now I meditate multiple times a day. Right. And for some people who've not meditated, you're like, well, that's weird and kooky. And why would I meditate? And I don't even believe in God or whatever. Blah. Believe it. It doesn't matter what you believe in or don't believe in. Meditation calms the mind. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And there's a, you can go to YouTube and YouTube a million different ways to meditate, right? There's so much content out there that exists. Get the mind space app or headspace app. Like there's, there's so many different things you can do, but meditate. And I do it for 20 minutes every morning, right? So it's a quick uh, 20 minute meditation. And I'll do, I'll kind of go through breath work. I'll do a, a Shia meditation. There's different things that I'll do. I'll do mantras, uh, but it's 20 minute of meditation every morning. Uh, then for my balance, what I do is so simple. This is like the simplest way you can turn around a relationship. Take your phone out and, and start to text one person every single day that is inside of your network of, of people you love. Right? If you're married, it'd be your husband or your wife. And, and if you have kids, then it's them. Or if they're so young, you can't text them. There's another hack on that. Could be your parents, could be your brother and your sister, like could be business partners, could be whatever. You pick someone every single day and you send them a gratitude text. And all a gratitude text is, is you're just telling this person, I'm thankful for fill in the blank, right? And the craziest thing that happens when you start showing gratitude towards, gratitude towards the people that you love, it starts to change the dynamic of the way you see them. They don't shift at all, right? They don't need to, you need to shift, right? My love for my wife doesn't come because she does anything special out of the ordinary. Like I'm madly in love with my wife because I'm grateful for her everything she does for me, everything she does in my life. I mean, from the simplest thing to a profound big thing, right? It's, and I just, and this was an exercise over time that I developed. So that's the balance side. And then business, this one's super easy. And this is whether you're an entrepreneur, you have a job, doesn't matter what it is, you're going to listen to or read, right? I don't read actual book books. Um, I listen to books on Audible, but every day, for 15, 20 minutes, listen to something that's gonna further your knowledge, right? Whether it could be personal development, maybe maybe you just need, you've got a rough mindset and you can wanna develop that. That's your primary focus right now. So you buy you buy a personal development book or or it's a sales book. Uh, one of the books I'm rereading, I've written, uh, written, written, read, <laughs> I've read this book quite a few times, but it's, it's Pitch Anything by Oren Croft. Uh, in my opinion, the greatest there's, there's a lot out there, but this is, I think, the greatest sales book for salespeople to learn how to sell people inside of frames uh, that exists. It's, it's, like I said, it's called Pitch Anything, Oren Croft, all your listeners, pick it up. Like, it, it'll be valuable for you. In any, you know, I don't care if you're not in sales, still be valuable for you because it's all about conversations and communication through frames. Yeah. Uh, but read that for about 20 minutes. Right? Okay, and so, can you and recommend us a few other books, like um, personal development books that you like, maybe a few others? Uh, yeah, there's one called Strategic Seduction. Okay. Uh, and there's another one that I would call called Expert Secrets. Expert Secrets is another really, really good one. Uh, and then what? Another book that it's I'm not I want to say the Bible, but just Scripture. Whatever whatever Scripture means to you, right? It's it could be be what it is. Yeah. Whether you believe in God, don't believe in God, something that's enlightening your connection to Source, right? Mm -hmm. That's what's going to be a huge, a huge like it's it's just going to be huge for you, huge yeah. for you. Uh, so dot-com secrets is also another great one uh, But th those are those few right there would be super powerful uh, in the mindset. Uh, there's a book called the warrior book Was also a powerful powerful book. Um, so yeah, jot those down all your listeners jot those down as you go, as you go through them and, and you, you can you. start there and it's gonna help you in all areas like that That's gonna that's gonna develop this whole thing for you uh, Inside of that but but Thanks. those so those four quadrants man and the easiest way to do it is I, I gamify it Right? I give myself points. So when I do my body, I give myself a point. I, when I do my, my meditation, there's another point. And so every day I have four quadrants, right? Body being balanced and business, I can get four points. 
So I know I won my day if I got four points. And then to take it a step further, um, what I call it is core four before you hit the door. This all happens in the morning. Right, for me, it's primary. It's, I have a, I'm very, my, my morning routine is very sacred. I get up at 4.30 in the morning and I've got four hours. I take four hours to do what I just described for you. That's extreme. I get it. I'm an extreme person, but I want extreme results. So I, I but I, that's my time, mm-hmm. right? I take that. That's my time. I'm going to go through that, the, my time. And it doesn't always take me four hours, uh, but that's the time I block out. And there's times that I'll, I'll choose to not be in that window, but it's that four hour window where I'm doing body, being, balance, and business. So that by the time I start my day, I'm in power, mm-hmm. right? I'm not waking up sluggish, needing a cup of coffee to try to survive. No, I'm good to go, right? I'm, I'm like, no, I'm in power. I've got, I've got myself in power. Now when I step into my meetings, sales calls, conversations with my wife, my, my son, my daughter, like those things, I'm not reacting to things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually, the, that day, I'm the powerful version. Um, I like to I like to consider that God puts what I call the divine reset every night. When you go to bed, you could be like super powerful. The day was great, but when you go to bed, God like wipes the slate clean. Like, yeah, all yeah. that you did yesterday doesn't matter. You wake up this morning, <laughs> yeah. it's like he's like God's like okay, hey, you had a great day yesterday. What are you gonna do today? And it's like yeah. ah, and that's yeah, that's a struggle. But that's a simple tactical. So hopefully that I um, love that. I, hopefully that will help. S- but that's a very simple way to implement personal development and it's improving your mindset and your, your frame with your whole body. Like anybody can do that. You can do that. Yeah. Starting right now. No, I love it. But I want to ask you one question. Do you, so you got the four points. Do you track like in a calendar, like every day, like plus four or how do you keep score? Like what, what is the, uh, how do you do that? The process. Yeah. I actually, I actually use an app, right? There's mm-hmm. an app. It's and if you, 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 had, you can send your listeners over to it, but it's, it's called the, the app is called warrior. Mm. Um, it does have a, it does have a pretty significant cost cause it's a pretty involved app, uh, to have it. It's, it's about $200 a month Okay. to have access to this app. So what I would say is those of you who don't want to drop 200 bucks on that, you don't need to just create a journal, create okay. a journal that's tracking it out and you track it and then you give yourself a weekly score, right? Right. It's, it's very simple, right? Seven, seven times four, right? So that's my, that's my score every single week. And I can get that score. So I get to the end of the week and I know, okay, great. Well, Thursday, I only got three points. So I'm, I'm off one. Okay. What can I do to adjust that? And you also know how your week went, right? So you got your daily score of four, right? But then you got, okay, I can get 28 for the whole week. So, oh, I ended up at a 26. That's great. But then maybe one week you're like, oh, I was a 16, not a good week. I, I've got to get back on track. So it helps you. It helps you track. That's why I gamify it. That's mm-hmm. why you, I, there's a, I put a number behind it. But yeah, you could just, it's so, you don't need the app. Uh, you could, you could use the journal. I use the app for a lot of other things. So in le- if you were trying to only track this, it wouldn't make sense to get the app. Yeah. Can you remind us, the, so the, the four quadrants, uh, can you remind us each one in a little bit more detail? Because there's some that are, have like a few different areas in one, right? So yeah, so body, again, yeah body? body's body, pretty simple, right? That's the first quadrant. That's my body, yeah. right? I get my body to sweat. Being, right? This is my connection to God my purpose in life. Uh, it's, it's the soul creation. Whether I believe in God. If you don't believe in God, it's you're connected to universe, whatever it is. It's that quadrant. And you're doing a form of meditation or connecting to that purpose, right? It's, it's basically shut your mind down, shut your mind, put some blindfold on, spend 20 minutes, learn how to meditate. One side note, I'll give all your listeners I, as probably the first three years I meditated. I don't think I was actually meditating. I was trying, I was trying to meditate. Like meditation is a skill that must be learned. Uh, I've, retreats i've done a lot of work on that because when you can calm your mind down you stop thinking like a crazy person 
right? You stop thinking that the world's going to end and you stop thinking that the thing that just happened is going to wreck everything. And because when you get into chaos, panic, panic and anxiety, you make stupid choices, right? So meditation has been a huge key in me being able to not only rebuild my life, but build my life in a way that can't be taken from me, right? That is, it's, it's, iron. it's, 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 I have things in place that it can't be taken. The market could turn, everything could go sideways and it won't matter. My life is my life. Bulletproof your mind against yep. excuses and give you control of your own mind and your own BS yep. and everything. Just because meditation basically is the practice of kind of shutting your mind down, which is also the ego. So, yep. so it strengthens that power over your own self, which obviously is essential to business where you have all these different uh, things that can happen and problems and, and even desires to quit. You can kind of like not uh, attach too much to the voice because of meditation, right? Yep, 100%. 100%. It allows you to filter through all the bullshit that you shouldn't be listening to. All the voices in your head that are not not the voice to listen to. Filters through it so you can just listen to the right one. Yep. So that's yeah, so that's being balance. Uh, this is relationships, right? Relationships. Primarily, it's your core unit, right? Mm -hmm. This is your if you're married, it's husband, wife, and then if you have kids, the kids are involved. If you're single, then it's going to be like your parents, it could be your brothers and sisters, etc. It's the core people in your world. It could be friends, it could be best friends, right? You have if you've got a friend that's that close. But this is that one where you're you're making a deposit into them every single day, right? And at the first, and this is one thing that's interesting. When I first started doing this with my wife years ago, uh, she thought it was weird at first. She's like, "Why do you keep sending me these?" She loved them, but she was like, "What's going on here? Like, this is the weirdest thing ever." Right. And I was just like, I just want you to know that I love you. I'm like, and I'm just finding all these ways that I love you. And she, she, she loved it. And it, it really was a game changer in her life. But it was also, so the people you send these to, it's going to come out of left field. Right. So just expect that. Right. It's going to come and they're going to be like, well, that was, that was random. I mean, I, I got to where I was investing in uh, employees that I worked, that worked for me. I got in business, strategic business partners that we had. Um, they're like, there, it was, it was really random. And so people that didn't always hear from me and all of a sudden they're getting this message from me how grateful I was for the thing they did three months ago or three years ago or whatever it was. And, and it's, it's just, just the dynamic of my connection to other human beings is significantly increased, but that's the balance quadrant. It's, it's the balance of this is your life, right? These are your, your, your relationships. These are all the relationships. And, and then, even, and, yeah, and even if people are, maybe that's too, just sending a message to somebody and uh, it's already like a huge thing. Like if, it, if maybe they can build up to the sending the gratitude message by just messaging them, saying hi, and then kind of building it up because I think some even that is going to be like huge, right? Just yeah, it could out. be one one thing I would say though is in that space, it doesn't have to be a dramatic thing you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. Like hey, thanks for being my friend, right? That's not going to come across weird. It's like hey, I was just thinking about you today, and uh, remember that one time when we did da 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 da. That was pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Right, simple stuff like that. It does. It's not dramatic. You don't need to make Showing it dramatic. some appreciation for them, basically. Yep, in, that's in it. Whatever yeah, that's yeah. Yep, and sharing a memory that the two of you shared together, whatever it is, and you're like, oh, I just, I, you know, it's, it's, and it's really easy because in these moments, you're like, what could I have been grateful for them in that moment? And it's a simple lead-in saying, hey, Steve, I just want to say this quick mess. I was thinking, you, you, for some reason, you're on my mind today. Remember back when we did da 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 da? I don't think I ever truly told you how grateful I was that you stepped in and helped. Mm -hmm. Thanks, man. Like, boom. It's it's like this simple, simple, simple little thing. And if you frame it the right way, it's not. I get the reservation. My suggestion, do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, just just do it anyway. Uh, just find it. And But don't, you, there's, 
This is, this is what I coach all day long on, is helping create the mindset that you can get out of your own way with those limiting beliefs that, oh, this mm. is scary. Oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, uh, one of the things I always tell everybody, I'm like, great, do it scared. Exactly. So you're afraid to do it? Cool. Then you're going to do afraid. That's okay. I, I'm still afraid. There's still things that I'm absolutely terrified of, and I just don't care. I'm just like, okay, turns out I'm going to do this with some, with some cortisol inside of my body right now. <sighs> all right, here we go. Let's go. Right, yeah. it's just, it just becomes. It's just like everything else. Is you got to just train yourself to be able to operate in that frame. But yeah, but yeah, my suggestion. You could just say hey and just say what's up, but I think it needs to be coupled yeah. with something of gratitude because that's the whole. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just appreciate them for something. Right. So that's yeah, balancing that's, in business. Yeah, business mm -hmm. is super simple. Right. Whatever your industry is, learn something about it. Let's say you're an electrician. You whether you own the company, or you just work as an electrician for somebody else. Increase your skill set by learning something, right? If you want to raise from your boss, don't just go to your boss and ask him for more money. Become worth more money, right? Learn something about your craft and then in, use it, right? Utilize it, become more skilled, become better. So as an entrepreneur, it's easy because I can make more money if I become more skilled, right? The better I could become at, you know, for, for any entrepreneur, sales and marketing, right? The better I become at sales and marketing, the more money I make, which means the more value I provide for the world, the more clients that come in, right? It's this reciprocity back and forth. So this, hence the reason I study right now, I'm studying sales. Even though I've, I have literally read that book probably 20 times with Warren Croft, pitch anything at least. But I, I will go, I'm going back through it. I'm like, okay. And every, because I'm a different person, that book hits me differently. There's different things that I'll hear wow. differently now than I did the last time I read it, right? And so it's just this constant game of in, investing in that. And just make sure it's relative, it's, it's relevant as to, right? That it actually makes sense for your industry, right? I'm not gonna read up on how to be an electrician if I'm not an electrician, right? If, I, if I'm not a musician and I'm not trying to, you know, run an, an avid soundboard, then I, there's no reason for me to go watch videos and read up on how to be, you know, how to run an avid soundboard, right? It doesn't make sense for me to do that, but, uh, for my sound engineer, when I had my production company, that absolutely makes sense for him, mm -hmm. right? That would be something he would need to learn. He increased his skill level. Now, all of a sudden, he can run sound for bigger shows. He's more skilled, and I can hire him for different shows, pay him more money, et cetera, right? So just make sure whatever you're reading in the balance or the business quadrant actually is relevant to what you're trying to do. If not, it's kind of like the exercise when we were talking earlier earlier on the, on the show, right? Make sure you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Action just to take action is not useful, but action to actually drive the needle is useful. Got it. Thank you. So I want to wrap up with this by asking you a question and at the same time asking you to tell us about, you know, your coaching. I want you to tell us the importance of coaching, how uh, you've seen uh, people have benefited from your coaching, what services you offered, how is your methodology, and then, of course, at the end, you know, where they can find you. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, perfect. So I hired the, the, the importance of coaching, I think is imperative. I think anyone trying to do this without a coach or a mentor is an idiot. So I'm going to say it. Now, every coach is not good for every person. And there's different things you might need coaching on. It's kind of like the same thing with therapy. I think everyone needs to go to therapy. Therapy is not because you're broken. Therapy is because you want to become more. That's it. Right? It's, it's the same thing with a coach, right? Why would you choose to reinvent the wheel when someone literally has already done it, 
right? It's the weirdest thing. So I finally got this because I was pretty arrogant when I was younger because I made so much money and I thought I could do it again. But as I was digging out of my pit, I realized I couldn't. And I remember first first coach I hired was five grand. It was five grand for a four-day event. So I paid, I paid $5,000 to show up to this four-day event and it changed my life. Not because of what happened in the event, but I just, it was, that was like the first starting point in me realizing I needed to surround myself with people who had been where I was trying to go, right? They already had the map. I didn't need to create the map. And it took a lot of the stress and the pressure out for me in that space. Since then, I mean, I've, I've spent probably $150,000 on coaches and mentors. Uh, my current coach that I have right now, I, pay fi- I paid him $15,000 for six phone calls, right? Because I needed what he knows. He knows something that I don't know. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's got a program. And it's his program was just, hey, we'll jump on a call, see where you're at, and I'll help guide you through this. And I'm like, done, done. Because I'm, I'm very aware now what the value is, right? It cost me 15000 for a coach. My return on that will be multiple six figures, like multiple six figures into the seven figures for sure. Just because he helped me, he helped me get a roadmap that I didn't have. And I could have spent, I could have spent three or four years getting the roadmap, or I could have six phone calls with him in the space of two months and get it. Right, right now, like I didn't have to take the time. So yeah, coaching, I think if you truly want to a high level of success, find yourself a coach, find yourself a mentor, someone who has done what you want, someone you resonate with, someone that you, you're like, you can get behind and you can become part of their tribe and then surround yourself with other high level people trying to do what you're trying to do, right? Don't hang out, you, you are a sum of who you hang out with. If you hang out with a bunch of broke ass people, have no money, no drive, no ambition, you are a lunatic if you think you're gonna somehow just rise above them and still hang out with them. It won't happen. It won't work, it's right? Impossible. So it's like, yeah, it's not even possible. So making sure you're in the right. So from coaching, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't, I'll never not, I will never not have a coach. So you can just take that, take that for me. And I have lots of, I have had lots of success, right? From the outside, you'd be like, well, what do you need a coach for? I'm like, because I'm just me. I'm where I'm at. For me to become a billionaire, <laughs> the version of me that's talking to you right now, bro, he's got to die. Of like probably a hundred times over. Which means there's a path, the new paths are going to be created over and over and over. I need someone to guide me through it because I'm aware I'm not, coaching's not an expense, it's an investment. And if you can't invest in yourself, like if you don't believe in you to pull it off, you just won't pull it off. Right? And so that's how I look at it from the, from the coaching side. And then what I do, um, I work with a pretty specific type of person. Uh, it's entrepreneurs primarily. It doesn't have to be, sometimes it would be high level executives. Uh, or people, but usually, usually it's people that can control their income, whatever level that is. Or, or the other exception is people who are in a corporate job who are trying to make the jump to entrepreneurship. Right? They want to become an entrepreneur, and and again, clearly the roadmap is is very tough. It's very hard. I had to I had to figure it out on my own because I didn't have a coach my first company, uh, or even into my even into my second company. Uh, but then I hired a coach to help me navigate and actually explode the companies and actually do well with them. Uh, ultimately selling them and, 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 you know, six, seven figures payouts. And it was, so that was, that was that game, but you've got to have, um, you've, you've got, you've really, you've got to frame it up uh, and, and, and have that. But what I do is I work with those entrepreneurs uh, that are, that are high level and we, we have a lot of different product offerings in the way we do it, but truly it comes down to how do I help get you from the version of you right now to the version you want to become right back to the vision boarding conversation earlier. Like it's, we create those maps, and then I hold you accountable to the frame to get them. That's it. I walk you down the process, and I don't teach you or train you on anything I haven't done. 
I literally built this, I built my framework off of what I did and my results are inarguable and I've got hundreds of clients whose results are also inarguable on what this process and what it does. So it's true, it's, it's a framework because I'm not arrogant enough to think that what I do is the only option out there. There's lots of options for people. If you just, you have to find your coach, find your thing, right? But that's, that's, that's really in essence what I do. Uh, more information on how you can follow me, all social platforms. Instagram, Facebook are the primary ones where I hang out on. Uh, I'm very active on there. And then my website is powerthepivot.com. Uh, so it's, again, that's powerthepivot.com. And I call my company Pivot because it, life is all about the pivots. Pivots, when you make the correct pivots in life, that's where millions are made. That's where relationships are saved. This is where, you know, when you finally have that declaration, like I did years ago, when I just knew I could not stay this way or I would die, like that was a critical pivot that if I didn't make that pivot, uh, I'd have been dead a decade ago, right? And so there's just this whole, it's just, yeah, it's just a powerful way to do it. But yeah, I mean, it's, and I do a lot of cheap entry level, uh, very inexpensive. There's a lot of free training that I have. So it doesn't cost a ton to work with me. Uh, but there I do have some very, I do have some expensive programs for those guys who are in that space and ready to do that when they're ready to accelerate to that level uh, we work one-on-one all the way down to group coaching so a lot of different offerings but yeah you can find all that information out through my socials and then on my website no i mean it's amazing because um i gotta admit that you know i i uh i'm amazed by you know i see the person in front of me and i remember everything you've told me and it's like you know it's quite amazing like the person you are now is like just you know you're shining, you're happy, you're, you know, successful, you know, you're full of wisdom. And, uh, and then to know that, you know, you came from this super low point in your life. So yeah. it's insanely inspiring. And, and everybody that's listening, you know, you can be, uh, you can be the next Trevor, you know, like it, it's, it, everybody has that, uh, has that, you know, um, kind of like a higher self, you know, uh, more, uh, no matter how, you know, how dark, you know, because, you know, you, Terry, you were like literally lost everything. You went through the most difficult things a human being can go on top of that alcoholism, like all these things and, and look at you now and it's amazing. So, I mean, it's extremely inspiring. I, I want everybody to to go and check out your website and it's amazing that you have different tiers where you know because not everybody can spend like fifteen thousand dollars on a coach right so it's great right. that you you have those kind of levels and uh, thank you so much for for being here today man it was such a pleasure to to speak to you and yeah, it's uh, my honor man thank you so much and, and uh and yeah I, I hope everybody can go check out your website and and uh we'll we'll keep in touch all right, brother. I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, one final thing I want to say to yeah, everybody. You are, you are capable of doing this. 100%. One thing I want you to know about me, I am average. I'm just a normal dude. I don't have anything special. I have nothing that you don't have. Like literally nothing. There is, I'm not smarter than you. I'm actually probably dumber than you. Most of you listening are probably smarter than me. I make lots of mistakes all the time. I fail constantly. I just don't quit. All right, so the only difference is I just stopped quitting. But you are 100% capable, 100%, 100%. If the life you want is literally within reach, 
even if you can't see it, you can't feel it, it feels like it's some eons away. Like you just gotta start. And if you'll start and then just don't ever stop, like you'll be sitting where I'm sitting. You will have what you want. And you, what I have may not be what you want, that's okay. You can go after what you want. So I just wanted to point that out in kind of a final statement is just, I'm an average dude. I am not special at all. There's nothing special about me. Like we, we kind of live in this world where we think, oh, people that have figured stuff out, they must be special. No, no, we're not. We're just as insecure. We have the same fears that you do. I have the same fears that all of you do, I promise you, I promise you. I half the mornings I wake up, I don't want to do what I have to do that day. Two, two days ago, woke up, I did not want to get out of bed. I did not want to go to the gym, but the difference is I still did, right? So that's, that's, that's a big, that's kind of the big, you know, the exclamation point, we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> on, was, on the thank, today, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, believe in yourself. Uh, you know, it's all in you. And, and if you can get a coach, then it's almost like uh, you, you're almost, it's almost like a kind of guarantee, I think, that in a way, because mm -hmm. a coach is going to be with you. It's going to, because it, what's going to stop you from getting to your success is going to be all the, it's going to be the temptation to quit or the mistakes. So if a coach can fix all that in a way, it's almost like bulletproofing your roadmap to success, right? Yep. Yep. 100%. So, agree really, more. you know, if you can't uh, afford a coach, you know, save up, but it's definitely uh, the best investment you could do. And it's going to pay out itself maybe a thousand times, maybe a million times, who knows? So, uh, yeah. so well, thanks so much, Trevor. And, uh, and we'll speak to you soon.